So I just recently featured on the Breaking Marketing podcast with Leanna Ling, and I just want you to see the podcast, right? I asked her to give me a copy of it so I could also stream it on my platform, my podcast. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to let you see the interview and uh, enjoy. So right after the trailer, right after my intro, right? Because you got to do this weird thing because it's all this, it's like this technical stuff, but you got, I got to do the intro as a technical stuff, but we'll get right into it after that. 30 seconds. Welcome back to another exciting episode. I'm Leanna Ling, and I have here with me Mr. Implementation himself, Jerome Lewis. Welcome. Thanks for coming today. You're you're welcome. Thank you for having me, Leanna. Yes. So I wanted to like dive in, first of all, to say that I know that you've been actually in the ad skills community for three years or more. And I just, every time you show up, you're always just dropping these like golden nuggets here. And I just, I would really love just to share a little bit about your story about, you know, first of all, like, how did you, like, how did you even find out about ad skills in the first place? Yeah, sure. So uh, social media, like social media marketing, I found out about ad skills through, I think I can't remember her last name, but I'm in real estate. I'm in the real estate space. I do like a lot within real estate, uh, more specifically, like broadly is marketing. And there was this woman named Marilyn. I think her last name was Torres. And she mentioned, she was like, if you want to know somebody that's great with advertising, he's running a special. I think Justin, right, was running a promo or something like that. And she shared his post and she was like, if you want to learn Google ads, this is how you do it. And I just signed up and I've been like in there ever since. Yeah. Um, so I found it through Facebook, through another real estate associate. I've just been in. And how has ad skills help? What are some of the ways ad skills has helped you? Um, there are several ways that it has, it has helped me, right? So you got the education, which you can kind of get education from anywhere these days, but it's like, it's specific and succinct to what it is that we're trying to achieve. However, right, the thing that I really appreciate about ad skills is the community and the networking so the people like it's the community right and the market right now that's what people are looking for they're trying to connect with other people get other real world and live experiences i think the general market is like burnt out oh this course that course that course and i am too i'm like i don't need any more courses the courses help but i want to start connecting and inter interacting and around with people that are live doing the stuff that i'm trying to do so mm -hmm. that's yeah. that's been like the biggest benefit to me that's why you see me like i'm they're like oh they're gonna change the call i'm like okay well let me rearrange my schedule so I can make the call so I can interact with people, right? I don't mm -hmm. need any more courses. I don't think any of us need any more courses to help, but the people interaction really, really makes the difference. It does. It makes a huge difference. That, and that's that's what it's been for me as well. The community makes a big difference. Um, so I'm really interested too in, in your journey to becoming Mr. Implementation. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. journey. Yeah, of course. So when I first started, um, and I started in real estate, which leads into marketing. I first started and I used to be just like you, like I used to be at a job and um, I did really well at that job. They, um, I used to like, I'm like big on implementing, right? So I would take stuff and I have an IT background. I was working at an IT job 
and I helped like automate a lot of their stuff. Eventually, the manager stopped. Um, he he started to become like a little insecure about me automating and doing certain stuff. So there's the book, uh, 48 Laws of Power, that I always like to recommend. And the first law in that book is like never outshine a master. And for some reason, I kept outshining the master, which was the manager, and he would take his anger out on me. And I was like, I, I need to leave this job. I don't know why this man is mad at me, but I eventually read that book and I learned that I was outshining him. So once I learned that, um, I was like, I got to get out of here because this man doesn't like me, but I still need to figure out a way to like get income and make money. Um, I, I read the, the book Rich Dad Poor Dad and that led me into real estate. And during real estate, I I had this, um, I did my research and it was like, all right, it's time to stop researching it's time to go out and implement and it's like oh well it's a lot out there like how are you going to implement if you don't have like strategic guidance or support so i started looking into a coach and then at the time when i started looking into that coach uh ex that coach's prices and he told me to work with him for like 90 days it was three thousand dollars which i did absolutely did not have so uh, i had to save up money for two years just to get that coach luckily he didn't raise his price and the price was about the same and I eventually learned what's in the real estate space called wholesaling. I learned that. And he, the way he's like older guy, the way that he taught me to do that was through a lot of old school methods. And it's like knocking on the door, cold calling people. And it's like stuff that I'm an introvert. It's like stuff that burns introverts out. And like, this is like really killing me. So did everything. And I was like, you know what? I need to find a better way that's more specific to my personality. Like, how can I leverage something? And I was like, you know what? I got skills in IT. How can I do that? And my skills in IT, this is before I knew what marketing was. I was like, I can just do this stuff on a computer with Facebook ads. So I started doing that and I used to generate leads and do a lot of business using Facebook ads. And that's like my marketing journey um, in that in that respect. Um, because I was doing that, there was this what's called a RIA. And the real estate space, these are real estate investment associations, and they all do investing. And uh, because I was consistent, because I showed up and they learned that I had those IT skills, this local organization was like a pretty big organization. They asked me to help with their mark, with their tech. I was like, sure, absolutely. I helped them with their tech. It would give me opportunity to meet and network other people. And um, then eventually they elected me to the board of directors and they were like, well, we're having issues with marketing too. And I was like, okay, I'll help with that. Cause it's just computers. You just click, click and drag and drop. And it's that simple. Um, help grow their group from like, they used to have what were called subgroups. I hope the groups grow from like zero all the way up to like a hundred. We had the largest group because of like simple, simple marketing things that I was using on Facebook and some of the other stuff. Eventually they wanted me to help with like the entire organization, but, they were hiring marketing companies and the marketing companies that they were hiring were, um, I wouldn't say they were overcharging, but they were not delivering on the results. So they were paying the company that I'm talking about, the local real estate investor association, they were paying the marketing company like $5,000. And I think they paid them two years in a row, $5,000 with no tangible results. So when it's time for that uh, real estate investor association to pay let that marketing company go they did and then i was like i'll do the marketing just pay me the money and i'll do it and they were like we're scarred right they were like we're scarred we don't want to pay anybody because we don't have any results and i was like well i'm not going to do it for free and i had to step down off the board because they wanted me to do it for free I, there was still a problem i was like okay if people are scared to like pay marketing companies how can you take how can you find a way where uh you can prove results and that's what led me to 
when I was talking to you in the back room, that's what led me to like Dan Kennedy. And I looked up marketing and I was like, okay, Dan Kennedy gave all these practical steps on how to make your marketing trackable, traceable, and hold your marketing account. And that's my like general journey. Like I learned like overall marketing. I always try to go like Dan Kennedy is number one. You know, mm-hmm. I always try to go back to him and that's me and marketing. I eventually from him, I eventually started to learn. He would say the cus- the person that can pay the most money to acquire a customer wins. And I was like, okay, that's paid advertising. Most advertisers are scared to spend money, right? They're scared to spend money on marketing. But if you can spend as much as you can to acquire that customer, if you can more, spend more than most people, you can do really well. And I was like, okay, paid ads is the answer. And that, le- that leads to my other story that opened me up to like, okay, let's use paid advertising. I saw that woman make that post about Justin. I was like, okay, that's where I'm going to learn paid advertising strategies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you had to go back to your younger self who was let go because you were too efficient, what advice would you give your younger self knowing what you know now? Knowing what I know now about being too efficient, I <laughs> I would probably I would probably tell Jerome back then, I would probably tell Jerome to be more I don't know because I don't want to say don't I would probably try to tell him to be more understanding of that manager's insecurities like ask him what's going on and be more reassuring of him without having to dim my light i would say okay how can you help that manager understand that you're not trying to do anything to help him lose his job or anything like that so i would try to be i would try to communicate and still do the same things that i've done but i would try to be more understanding and more suggestive to that manager and help him understand that I'm not trying to take your job or anything like that. I'm here to help you. And whatever I do is going to make you look good. Yeah. And that's a skill that, you know, I work on all the time. Like I call it empathy, but I think it's a skill that we all need to work on when we're working with clients, right? So it probably made you a much better agency owner, freelancer today, because now you're more understanding and more empathy, right? With the people you're working with. It has. And that's one thing I learned from like, Kennedy, I talked about like empathy, like un- uh, this marketing, like you have to understand like other people. You can't have success without understanding other people. So even now I'm like, how can, I'm like, they don't want to pay for marketing. Well, how can we fix it so they don't have to pay and like worry about not getting results? Like that's my entire mission. I'm like, okay, they didn't want to pay me, but I still empathize. How can I find a way where they can pay and hold the results accountable? So mm-hmm. and yeah. that's purely from empathy, empathy like you said. And you have a really interesting way. I, I like your take on how you're helping your real estate clients um, in terms of the marketing. So do you want to talk a little bit about your approach? Because I, you know, I think that it's, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it recently, um, which is why I think it probably works good. For, it works really well for you. Yeah. So uh, I used to be the same way when I first started. I was talking about that organization. I was like, it's all about the digital. And then I eventually started to learn that there is like offline marketing too. And typically when you go offline marketing, those customers pay more, you have more of their attention, et cetera. So I learned it's like, okay, how can you get these people's attention? How can you capture them offline? And I eventually learned that people, especially serious people, right? People love books, right? So what I do is I help like I, myself, as well as my clients, like we develop books and now they're short books, right? We develop short books that we can send to customers or prospects and 
uh, and send them in the mail. And the reason why it's a book is because it's a physical item. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to send us their mailing address. And then eventually we can follow up with follow up with them offline so we can send some we can still sell them the digital stuff and do everything digital but it's so much information out there especially like ai is coming youtube facebook people are like just they're just like lost and a big part of um we'll talk about it later but you see like chat gpt and bing is like okay we've been doing search wrong now we have now we're doing it right so uh we take I help people right and i learned this i also see like justin he has a class on like why every business should have a book we take books and we send them to people uh, there's a lot of benefits that come from a book but the thing that i really appreciate most is that you get that customer's information their relevant information including their address so you can send them more stuff in the mail mm-hmm. yeah so why do you think that it's so it's so much more powerful like even today because i know we've we've heard about book funnels before and a lot of people are now saying oh like book funnels are so you know last year they don't work anymore but they're clearly working for you yeah, they are working and uh, everything works. It, it just like you have to be consistent. And I think books are working even more now because people have those doubts and they uh, they want the quick, uh, I want to just send it to them right away. Books are effective. It's And I also think people have doubts because it's like, well, how am I going to write a book? Nobody's going to read this. And a key benefit, a key thing that people don't understand is, is like it's not necessarily to get them to read the entire book it's just mm-hmm. to get their contact information so you can follow up with them eventually mm. i i don't expect 99 percent of the people to read the book but they're going to want it they're going to have it they're going to take it and the other thing about that's really that you really appreciate about a book uh that i really appreciate about a book is that people like never throw them away they donate them they put them on a shelf somewhere and that's like your i call it the ultimate marketing asset that's the asset that you have forever so yeah. sometimes people buy books and then i like you know what three or four years down the line they go read that book and it's like what other marketing asset has that amount of staying power yes you're right it is i you're right like i just can't even i'm just thinking about right now i'm literally cringing like i cannot put a book in the garbage or recycling bin like, I just can't because it's a book. Like, even my old textbooks that I know are completely out of date. I, I couldn't I couldn't do that. You're right. Yeah, it's like a sin uh, way before, like, I think our times. Like, people, like, they would burn books and it was like a big deal when you burn books. So, yes. people don't throw books away. And it's like, it's really powerful because. You know, yeah. No, you're right. I'll look for, I was like, who who else can use it? Or, uh, you know, can, can, can I sell it? And, you know, even I even follow like a whole bunch of TikToks where they repurpose these really old journals and books and things like that. But hey, you know what? The information is still there, right? In terms of what they're doing with it. And and there's a lot of angry people in the comments saying, how dare you? You're destroying a book. And so you're, you're right. It's interesting. We hold this respect for, for a book, right? Even if we've never read it. So that's really smart. Yeah. So how do you, like, what do you, so once you send the book out, can you like how do you connect it to and then being able to sell a digital service or product with it like what happens after you know you send the book so let me try to take it like step by step so what i like to do is i like to get them interested and excited for the book and then once they so they'll get the book physically but they'll also get everything digitally and people they just people aren't paying as much attention online these days. They're like getting the digital stuff and they're getting the courses and they're ignoring the emails and nobody's clicking. But once you get the book, you have their address and you can do a lot of other stuff. So one of my favorite things to do is to hit them with the shock and awe. 
And a shock and awe is like you're 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 gonna you're gonna you collect their address, but you can and it depends, right? So we're media we understand media buying, right? If they pay enough, you can help them. They can cover their own costs and shipping and stuff like that. But you send them a shock and awe, and that shock and awe can contain like other things within it for them to do business with you. So one of my and I have like several shock and awes. It depends on what phase they're in. But one of my shock and awes, what I like to include is I include like some of my books. I include uh, a workbook. I include a Rubik's cube. Right. Nobody's sending this stuff out. So you can send them like other stuff. So I'll send them a box of stuff that they have and they can't really get rid of. Right. So they're always going to be thinking about me in some way. Now, that's the initial shock. It's like go through this package. Right. And go through here. You're getting a book, but I'm also including what's called a lift letter. And a lift letter is an instructional instructional letter that tells them how to use the book or how to schedule a consultation or how to do business with me. So the book is just like it's just like the, the initiation of everything else for the rest okay. of your entire sales process. So okay. even inside of my book, I have in the very front, I tell them, this is what you need to do before you even read the book. If you don't, if you don't want to waste time reading the book, schedule a consultation. If you don't want to waste time reading a book, go get the course for this amount of time. So a lot of us like books are educational, but we can also use them as sales letters and sales weapons too. And I will do that depending on the target audience is what I'm doing. So, mm-hmm. um, Furthermore, so that's the book, right? We, we hit them with that shock and I was like, oh my God, wow, I got all this stuff. But another thing that I really appreciate that the book brings is it will it gives us that address. So now I can target them in a mailbox and I can send them a ton of things, right? Sales letters, sequences, hey, come do business with me. I can send them a lot of stuff, but my, and these are not my ideas, right? I got these from my mentors and my coaches. My favorite thing to do with that book strategy is to send them a physical monthly newsletter. So because of that book they've paid for, right? Um, depending on the pricing, I can also send them newsletters. And the newsletters only cost about $2 maximum to send. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's $24. Which is less than what we would pay for a lead. I mean, online, right? right? Way exactly. Less. So it's $24 for that. And that person, they've paid for their own lead generation. And it's like on autopilot. Every month they're going to receive that newsletter. The newsletter comes in a envelope. Right. And guess what you can do with the envelope? You can put more stuff in here to advertise and market to them. So mm-hmm. that's what that's why I like the book marketing and the newsletter stuff. That's what I'm applying. Oh, so are you so are you selling the book up front to cover the shipping costs? I am. And, you know, testing, you got to change some stuff around. So I with the help of Askos, I like I showed my landing page and I was encouraged to fix it. And I recently fixed it. One of you, you recommended uh, I'll go purchase a course, which was uh, One Book Million Method by Mike Shreve. Right. So I went out to purchase that, and he has some really good data on the price that you should be selling your book for. So I'll sell the book for $497, ninety seven, four ninety five, $95, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5, $5
I don't have like the best process on that. I do have like certain QR codes and everything like that. I'm still working through the process on that. You know, it's like it's been in place for two years. Um, and I'm just working, like chipping away at it slowly but surely, slowly but surely. So I don't have like an exact process for it just yet. But mm-hmm. depending on the book that they order and the website, I can do a little bit of tracking there because mm-hmm. it is hard to like track offline. Like where are these people mm-hmm. coming from? Uh, when are they coming? It is a little bit hard once you start to do that offline. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but you so. know, you know, it works, though, because obviously yes. you stop doing it and you do it for yourself and you do it for your clients. Right. Yes. Wow. Yeah. 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 So it's so you so for somebody to be able to do this, they need to write their book. And, and like you said, just get over it. Like they're probably not going to read it anyway. Right? Yes, so, exactly. And that doesn't matter. Because I think a lot of us get very uptight about it. like I know I would. I'm like, oh, and then are they going to read it? And and I really like how you just change the focus. Like it doesn't matter. It does, that does not yeah. matter at all. Right. <laughs> it doesn't. And um, one of the things what I'm, what am I trying to say here? Uh, it's just a lead magnet. And so, oh, that's what I wanted to say. So we're like worried about like the perfection thing, which I I completely understand because I'm like that myself. But uh, it's like we can be perfect or we can like make money. And when I first published my book, it was uh, it was littered in errors. Like it was so many errors in the book. And one of the things I learned from uh, my coach, her name's Darcy, Darcy Juarez. She said she encouraged me to follow the process of someone else. And it's like, just be authentic, like say what you need to say. And this guy, I forget where exactly where I got it from, but inside of his book, he put like an open letter to the grammar police in there. So I do the same thing. I put an open letter to grammar police. I say, hey, look, I did my best to spell check and do everything. This is still a working process. If you have an issue with grammar and spelling errors, then this is not the book for you. You should return it for all your money back. And it works really, really well. It, it like helps quell their fear of, oh my God, they're going to think I'm unprofessional and everything like that. So that's another strategy that I picked up and I like yeah. that. I I was in um, Michael Port's group for a while. Uh, he wrote the book, Book Yourself Solid. And I told him I loved it because he would send out emails. But at the end of it, he would say, P.S., um, the typos and grammar errors in this email, something like that, are my gift to you. <laughs> so yeah. It's Gotta similar it. to that, right? Yeah, yeah. Own it, right? You know, they were meant to be there. Or, you know, if somebody complains, I'll say, you know, you won our Eagle Eye Award. We were testing mm-hmm. for that today, right? <laughs> yeah. Love that. You you have uh you have Justin's book which I have too and yeah. I, like there's some stuff in there like it's not like he like it doesn't have to be perfect you can still do a lot of damage with these books uh Justin's book is like he actually inspired me his book is like really short but it's still yeah. a book that people want to order and physically touch works. and see and have it makes right. people a lot of money I don't yes. care if there's a typo on page twenty three or whatever it yep. doesn't matter because that's not why I got the book. Like I got the book because the stuff works, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. So what do you, when you're working with clients with this type of approach, like what, do you, what do you find that is the biggest, are the biggest mistakes people do when they're trying to do this? Um, the biggest mistake they make is they will try to type out the book, which is, uh, it's like, it's, it's not the smartest thing to do these days. So okay. all of the people that come in and type out the book, they they fail, essentially, in my experience. You mean type and, out the book like you're doing a term paper? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like- they'll like, like actually legitimately try to type out from start to finish. And okay. what I like to encourage is like, I'm like, you know, marketing. What I like to encourage is like video 
transcripts, right? So I encourage them to do videos, have those videos transcribed and edit those video transcripts versus typing from scratch or trying to mm. type their entire thing out. Okay. So that's the biggest mistake, trying to type it out uh, from scratch and you like never get anything done. And, and a lot of a lot of people, they come in and it's like, oh, no, I can do it. I can sit down. I can type it. I can. And it's like, no, just please just follow the process. Everybody that follows the process, they succeed. The ones that don't, they have failed. I'm telling you, like, zero percent of the people that tried to type it out, they, they succeed. None of them succeed because they're trying to type it out and they think they know what's mm-hmm. best. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I've noticed uh, with you, Jerome, and this is why I love working with you, is is just even in this short period of time, you know, you've you've kind of referenced your mentors and books and stuff you've done. But I think what really sets you apart is you actually, well, like your name is Mr. Implementation. Like you've literally just implemented it. And, you know, I think that that's one of the huge reasons for your success is because you're learning and you're implementing. So many people just like, you know, they just buy courses and books and stuff like that and just read it and they do nothing with it. So what, like, how does, I'm just curious, like what kind of goes through your brain to be like, yes, like I'm just going to do it. Cause so many people don't, right. They don't take action at all. And I just love, you're always bringing me new ideas and things that you learned from books. And then you showed me, oh, I did it. And here's the results. I, so it's really hard because to say like what it is because it's like really nothing behind it other than just to do it like to go on and try mm-hmm. and like again we're like media buying marketing it's like what is mark it's a bunch of testing mm-hmm. so go get the result as fast as you can see yeah. what happens come back to the drawing board and that's how i'm always thinking about things it's like jerome you're so smart i'm not smart i, I go implement i'm you doing do. stuff right and there are some people and i always bring this up when i'm like teaching some of my students i'm like if you ever see somebody and you're like that guy's not even that bright but he's out there succeeding because he's trying and mm-hmm. i'm a version of that right i'm not that smart it seems like i'm smart because i'm implementing i'm going out and i'm doing that stuff but mm-hmm. i just i just follow what works right we, i jumped on i'm telling you i jumped on the ask because i said what do i need to fix about this any page and i said go do this and i was like you know what yes i will Mm-hmm. I'll listen, I'm going out and I'm implementing, I'm listening to people that are smarter than me and mm-hmm. I'm just moving like that. Just do it. Like it's not, ne- it's never, ever, ever going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Never going to be perfect. You just got to go out there, get your results and keep coming back. Like you told me, you said, how do you track it? I don't know exactly, but I'm working on it. I'm going to keep putting stuff in place. If I try to get it perfect, yeah. it's, I'm not going to have any results. Like, yes, yeah. you want to prepare the best you can, but it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. Never going to be perfect. Yeah. And you do it quickly. That's another thing that I noticed about you too. You know, I said, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? And you're like, yes, I gave you the link. And probably like within two minutes, you had booked for the next day, right? (laughs) (laughs) You just do it. That's what I love about you. You just do it. But you're doing it intentionally. You're not, right? There's a difference, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you wish people would ask you more often in terms of what you do and how you do it? Um, what do I wish they would ask me more often? I think that you kind of take, you've taken care of that. It's, it's like when you ask me like about the implementation, like what is the, what's the secret behind it? And it's like, there's really no secret. And I'm, I'm not like, I, I do acknowledge that I have some skills and I have some talents. Everybody has skills and talents, but like when it comes to implementation, that, that's what I'm doing. I like, I want to, people are like, how do you get so much done? I go out and I do it. <laughs> that's what I do. I go do it. I go apply it. But like I'm not analysis paralysis, freezing, trying to figure out every little detail. What if this happens? What if this happens? I was on a call with a 
um one of my other coaches right in regards to like like short-term rentals and this woman popped on which i admire her bravery because she said i have what if syndrome and i'm like i don't have what if syndrome i'm like mm-hmm. look i'm gonna find out it's no what if let's find out what's happening and it might get you in a little bit of trouble maybe here and there but mostly like you're gonna get like great results from going out and implementing trying right. and doing things yeah so so you find an idea a proven idea and then you just do it right yes what a concept right exactly exactly <laughs> exactly it's t- that's the magic that's the magic yeah wow and i'm curious like what most attracted you to serving the real estate market specifically when i was um the story I was telling you a little bit earlier, it's like, oh, go invest in real estate. It seemed like it made the most sense to like hit real estate. And they got this like quote that they say most millionaires are made through real estate. Um, so I was in real estate. I still do like real estate stuff. And I was like, just like, you know what? These people need help marketing, branding, media buying. So I just stuck to my niche. There's uh, there's like certain ways. And it's like one of the groups is affinity. I'm already in that niche in that industry. So I just like, you know what? I'll just bring marketing and ad buying media buying mm-hmm. to it that's mm-hmm. that's what why i chose real estate yeah and um what are your plans i'm like curious like where do you see yourself in you know next year or five years ten years like what what are you what i'm just really curious because i i know that you have so much energy and and you're doing things and i'm just really curious what you feel your vision is for where you're headed i think so like the book that i was telling you about like the, the get rich guide to information marketing um i think that's going to be my plan and my vision there's a pyramid in there so uh i need to be more intentional but i'm just going to ascend that pyramid in that ladder and i want to build products for like my niche like the real estate niche and i want to build like products and ways that i can serve people within a real estate niche so mm-hmm. um next year like a one-year goal I'm, i would like to have a membership in a community up like ad skills but mm-hmm. just for my niche, right? I mm-hmm. want to have people in there learning media buying, learning ads, learning marketing, and I'm going to have that community. And then I'll have like different products that I can offer to them right. um, overall, like individual yeah. coaching, group coaching, stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. within a year, three years, I can't find the ladder or the rung, but I'll be like three steps up and mm-hmm. you know, kind of going from mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Well, and I know it's going to happen because you're going to do it. You're going to implement that, exactly it. The, the magic. <laughs> the, the magic. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So, and you know, we were talking a little bit too bad just how um, the world is changing so fast. Like, I, I was just speaking with Alex McCarsky earlier today, and he said, you know, as soon as we finish talking, like it's all going to be out of date. Like literally, right after we finish talking, it's like it's not even relevant anymore. Right. I mean, we're living in such interesting times, you know, like what, what do you what do you think is going to be um, one of the most disruptive things to happen this year? So I think the most disruptive thing is already happening. And I think it is um, and it's not even like we're calling it AI and it's not really AI just yet, mm-hmm. but it's happening so fast. Um, so I think AI is doing it right now. And we saw like we see like Microsoft, I think it was like Facebook and some of the, the big tech companies, they did like a lot of layoffs and right before they did those layoffs and then i started seeing like artificial intelligence come out and i was like okay those people are losing jobs we're already losing jobs and then i'm like playing with the watching the courses playing with some of the tools learning and ask because i'm like okay ai is doing this and like chat gpt just recently came out and it showed you like how to do all of this stuff you can do so much within it right even like what i'm talking about like you can you can write a book mm-hmm. you can write a book in chat gpt like pretty easily if you know how to do it you use the right tools so i see artificial intelligence being like the most disruptive and 
However, right, I don't want to just be like fear-based doom and gloom. However, I think we can still get out in front of it if we learn how to maximize ourselves as people, as humans. If we can leverage those tools and maximize those tools. So that's one of the things that I appreciate, right, mm -hmm. about the Ask Skills community because Justin is like leading it. He's like, get out in front of this. So yes. you don't want, so you're not one of the people that get hurt. Um, yeah. More specifically, like ChatGPT was great, but I've been playing around a lot with Midjourney, and I'm like, whatever I tell it to do, like create like graphics, it does it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like literally taking jobs from graphic designers and creatives, because mm -hmm. you don't need like Photoshop people anymore, like most of them. You still need somebody that can understand how to use Midjourney and maybe take the picture and use that in Photoshop. But the mm -hmm. general people that are like general information, like, hey, create me a graphic, right? I was in there earlier. I was like, create me a graphic with Super Mario with golden boots. And it created that graphic for me, like in less than 60 seconds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I see in Ben is the most disruptive. And however, we can combat it, right? Those that are willing to be rebellious, the rebels, the ones that are not afraid to deviate from the norm, they can combat it by getting out in front of this thing. And um, mm -hmm. whoever's listening, I like highly encourage you to join like the ad skills, the community, like the live community, the live coaching, because that's where all the real stuff is happening. Yes, it is. And, and things are moving so fast. I've always found it so helpful to have a group that is literally like in the trenches, you know, what's happening and what are you doing? And, and you're right. Like, we need all the support we can get for each other. These things are happening so quickly. So um, fast. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. Like I just, I was thinking about when the MarTech world kind of exploded and that just looks like it was moving so slow next to what's happening right now. So it's just, it's just really hard to get your head around, you know, so it's just crazy. Yeah, I think about the, and and I wasn't like born, I don't think I was born during those times, but I think about like the industrial revolution and they talk about how like people just like lost their jobs, like right from underneath them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, we're kind of experiencing a version of that now. Like the AI is coming so fast and I'm watching people not pay attention. And I'm like, wake up, look, it's taking jobs like right before us. The, the, you switched to Bing, you know, it's like, oh my God, look what, they're doing with Bing. It's like, no, it's no longer just a search thing. It's like creating whole itinerary. So that's another thing. I was like, oh my God, the travel agents are in trouble because now the computer is doing it. Mm -hmm. so. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that probably sounds like a, uh, a topic for your next book, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good How one. How to get Absolutely. ahead of things. I love your attitude about that because there's so many people who are so fearful. And I really love your attitude about like, no, let's just like learn more about it. Get yes. ahead, right? What are you afraid of? It's not going to bite you, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I just wanted to really thank you so much. I enjoy spending time with you every time. There's so many. I just love your idea, your energy, and you motivate me to implement even more as well. So thank you so much for joining me here today, Jerome. And, you. you know, for everybody watching or listening, what do you think? Do you agree with Jerome? Let us know in the comments or on social media and join me next time for another exciting episode. So I'm Leanna Ling and thanks for listening to Breaking Marketing.